countdown and everything. I know, I know, they didn't hear it, though, three, two, one. Dangerously professional. I find I keep doing that, it's very worrying, I don't quite know what it is, it's, it's, it's a long air. You're turning into a girl. Turning into an elf. You're turning into, you'll be doing the flicky. But of course, the, 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 the audio audience, who are the most important people, don't know what we're talking about. Anyway, it's the ground. He's flicking his hair, people, in a girly and a little bit irritating way. Let's see how it goes, shall we? Put... If you hear a slap, that'll be me smacking his hand away. I'm going to put out on my posters for, for some, something. Uh, Kate Copstick, he has hair. Anyway, That's not what I said. I'm being misquoted. And <laughs> not for the first time. It's, it's the Grouchy Club. It's the 6th of June, uh, 2015. Uh, I'm, I'm sure one of us is going to get sued for slander or libel or something. Anyway, we we're going to have to talk about Cowgate Headgate, aren't we? Which is the, yeah. the, the, the venue in Edinburgh. If you don't know what's going on, dear listener, it's, uh, you'll have to read my increasingly prestigious blog. Uh, Before we do that, can we address... Oh, this is the this. this is the fringe program she's holding up, dear listeners. It uh, it only came out what yesterday Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Absolute bag of shite. It's a sort of. Mid- I'll take this away from my face. Absolute bag of shite. I mean, it's, you know, the fringe program's never exactly been a a work of collectible art, except for some people, I yeah. suppose. But that is just is dreadful. Now this has got to totally confuse. There you. are no rules, only exceptions. And exceptional acts challenging perceptions. Stand-ups standing up for what they believe. Uppercuts to the upper classes. Quick jabs at the masses. I mean, it's just... And basically, it also makes it sound like the entire festival, sorry to interrupt, is only stand-up. So yet again, the comics have managed to take over. It's dreadful. I think some, att- some attempted a Louis McNeese or something. Oh, but, uh, it's absolutely uh, awful. Uh, but, uh, but the, the, the par- absolutely up itself, totally inaccurate. You on your um, Are you gonna have your marvelous blog, uh, increasingly prestigious, okay, increasingly prestigious blog. You had a, a guy, what's his name, who did the the wonderful Hitler spoof um, of uh, Stu. yes, Stu. What Stu? Why do, why do you say Stu? Is he American? No, is he Jewish? No, 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 no. Is he Lewis Schaefer? I bet we're sitting too close to Lewis Schaefer. It's rubbed off on me. Okay. So uh, this Stuart person, uh, he's done really quite a brilliant spoof, which is much better and indeed much more accurate than this. I, it's terrible. Now, now, for the audio listeners, she was holding up the programme, which has got a sort of would-be poem on the front, and uh, a vertical poem at odds with the whole design of the... Dreadful. Anyway, it's awful. It's Dreadful. Awful. Anyway, it's awful. Anyway, so, so there's this awful cowgate head thing going on, which is, there's a thing called the Free Fringe, a thing called the, the Free Festival, and they're having a battle over who owns the rights to put Can on shows. Can I just shows. interrupt you slightly? It you know, we've the only... the first time. <laughs> we've only got about four listeners, and they all know. We haven't got four listeners. We've got of listeners. Have we? we I, have. S- I saw the, f- the thing John sends me every week, I think about, you know, your, your figures. And while the week before last, we, we, had, quite a, we had quite a good little a tower. Yes, yeah, yes. good luck. We, it seemed to have petered away to almost nothing last week. This isn't good for the Italian... Uh, we had the Italian No, yesterday. I know. Yes, a, I know, maybe sorry, we Italians. had the Italians in there. I know, and, and others. We had... Lots of people. Sarah Chu. We had, we had a cast of thousands. Who's Sarah Chu? Uh, the lady with the pillowy boobs and the long hair. Who, anyway, never mind. Who <laughs> arrived to see Jacinto do his wonderful show. Carry on, Jared. Sorry, John. Did you say long boobs and pillowy hair? Or was that? Nope. Billowy uh, boobs. Uh, ah, OK, OK. Pillowy uh, boobs. Uh, pillowy well, boobs. Well, if I keep going like this, we might actually manage to avoid this. This uh, No, 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 no. I, 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 I was saying to Copstick, oh. it all revolves around people saying different things about the same events. Uh, and uh, it involves uh, a venue that's, that's basically run by three people, all called Kenny War. And uh, the, uh, the, the building is actually owned by the... 
people who own our denim let them sit and get into this. No, no, no. Uh, so it's a clusterfuck. We, we, we have two lots of people, anyway. A we, continuing clusterfuck. We fuck. have the PBH Free Fringe. PBH is Peter Buckley Hill. And on the opposing side, or complementary side, we have the Freestival, uh, who used to be with PBH, but are no longer because they had an argument with him. Uh, and basically, uh, this is the trouble with my increasing prestige of blog. You have to explain everything all the, every time do you, you blog. You do. Uh, and uh, so Freestival thought they had the venue, Cowgate Head, uh, but they didn't. It was a verbal contract, if it, if it was a contract at all. Then PBH comes along at the very last minute after the deadlines are finished and says, oh, no, I've got the venue. Uh, and uh, that's it, basically. You, you, you go. But... And, and I was saying before this started, I was saying, and I think both Freestable and PBH are telling the truth. So Freestable is telling the truth, and they have things back it up I have to say uh, so I believe first of all are telling the total truth I believe PBH is telling the total truth as he knows it and he doesn't know everything but he, he is telling the truth first of all is telling the truth but someone is telling both those people different things and has promised those people different things so it's neither of their faults really so the piggy in the middle they are, they are, the, the piggy in the middle is the Cowgate head venue itself Oh, that's good. Now we, we can't defame the Cowgate Head venue. No, the Cowgate yes, Head yes, venue yes. itself right, okay, yes. and or its representatives. Oh, no, no, the Cowgate Head venue. And yes. or owners and oh, or no. licensees no, 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 no. and or anybody. Let's uh, spread. Uh, are telling... Ah. You know, in, in um, Caesar's Gallic Wars, one of my favourite books, they would say, Ali E, Ali A, Dikunt. Some say one thing, some say another. Did you say Kunt? Dikunt. Ah, what's dikunt? In, uh, say, ah, yeah. in the um, um, third person plural. Yeah. Some say one yeah. thing, some say another. Uh, one thing I do... And didn't, didn't Caesar say cowgate head is divided into two parts? Was that no, he never no, said no, that. No, that no, was no. Uh, Mark Antony. Ah, yeah. and, uh, and we all know what happened to him. Yeah. But uh, I, I, one Taylor. thing I do know, without shadow of a doubt, is that Peter Buckley Hill would never tell anything but the absolute truth. Okay. As, as far as he knows As it. far as he knows it. Yeah. And the fact that people keep twittering on, bleating on, uh, some people bleating more than others, um, uh, on the various fora uh, about Peter Buckley Hill coming in at the last minute. The reason he didn't tell them until kind of more recently... Tell the, the Cowgate head people or the performers or anyone was that he didn't know. He didn't, you know, unlike some people, he didn't go, ooh, uh, we had a pint and a chat and a bit of a sweaty handshake. And on that basis, we're going to go ahead, tell the world uh, we're running it, book everybody. Uh, he waited until everything was signed, sealed, and delivered. And that it couldn't be signed, sealed, or delivered because I don't know licensees were changing over, or there was there was all of the bits of the the jigsaw were not in place until uh, the day that Peter Buckley Hill told the Freestival and everybody that they didn't have it. So he couldn't say before that because it wasn't true before that. Uh, the, other, the other thing about this, this story is it's so complicated that you have to figure out what the key point is that everyone's talking about. And for me, the key point is the point at which Freestival said that they had arranged, and I believe that they, 
that they had arranged, a meeting with the aforementioned licensee, not Tam McGraw, who's dead, who's a Glasgow gangster, but they, they, they arranged a meeting with the licensee and everyone else uh, to talk to Peter Buckley Hill in London and sort it out on the basis that they would split the venue into two, as they did last year. Uh, now, Peter Buckley Hill then came along and said this wasn't the case, the licensee hadn't agreed this, and he wouldn't agree this. Now, I think they're both telling the truth. Although they're conflicting statements. So the licensee is telling one one lot one thing and one thing another. I so I, I think I, I, the lesson for, for legal reasons I didn't say that. But, but the other thing to yeah, but that is your that is your considered opinion. I, I believe they both think they're telling the truth. Right. So I think the lesson for all of us uh, to take from this is never attempt to do business with Kenny Wong, any of them. I should. I'm just saying that as my opinion, as an outsider, and as a person who studied Scottish law. Ah. I should point out that the licensee is well known in central Scotland as, as uh, Tam McGraw, isn't he? I have no idea who you're talking you about, know, but they, they seem to be say, flake, <laughs> flakier than a flaky thing stuck in the gob of a naked model in a bath, which is but, overflowing in a Cadbury's advert. But, but the reason for me that this, this meeting that might or might not have been arranged but didn't happen because PBH wouldn't go to it... Could I'm bored existed, by this now. ...is that... It's Spit all, it out. It's all detail, but at the point to which PBH didn't go to the meeting which he says wasn't happening, at that point, it became unavoidable that the acts would lose money. Before then, it wasn't unavoidable. So if, if that meeting did exist, and I believe that Freestable were told the meeting did exist, and if PBH had gone to that meeting, which I believe... Yes, was but really, the fact that Freestable might have been told it existed doesn't mean that it existed. No, but the point... At, at that point, PBH either decided not to go or couldn't go, and at that point, from then onwards, the acts were going to lose 77,000 But he, if he was told that there was no meeting, what you're saying is that uh, Freestable were told there was a meeting, yeah. PBH was told there wasn't a meeting. Yes. Therefore, he didn't decide not to go. Well, at, 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 as far as he knew, there was no meeting. There's also a complicated point about... He, he I'm had... sensing an anti-Peter Buckley Hill vibe. From you, John, which, which, frankly, I'm not prepared, up, up with which I will not boot. I, I think PBH started the Free Fringe, and that's a wonderful thing, and he, he's a, a, an altruistic man. And the trouble is he's turned bitter and wants revenge on the people he sees as having betrayed him. And that's why he wouldn't compromise. The, the compromise was... But there was no compromise to be had. There, there was a compromise, even, even if... Even if only PBH had that venue into which he'd booked no one because there hadn't been time to book anyone. He, and it's, it's, it's a, a moot pie how many, how many rooms are in this venue. Now, I have to say, I've seen, I have seen things which allow me to say certainly that the Free Fringe admitted to and were prepared to have six Free Fringe venues in that building and nine Freestable venues. The Free Fringe... Ad- accepted that that was the case, that there would be nine freestable venues. PBH is now saying there could never be nine, but the free fringe, in writing, said that it could be. So what we're talking about is we're talking about building where there were six at the top, nine at the bottom, that's 15 venues. Now, I don't know whether PBH has the whole building now or just the bottom half, but they're saying we've only got six venues, you can only have six venues. But let's assume that uh, Freestable is saying you can have nine venues, which I believe you can do. Uh, PBH is saying you can have six venues, which you can do. That means there are three, three venues going spare. No, because those three venues would... Uh, 
would no. have to be built yeah, yeah. in. Well, sorry, I don't mean going through. I mean, they're, 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 they're can't... Can I just say, I had so much more fun with, with Brendan Burns <laughs> in the middle of the week. And I got cake. Anyway, so, so there are three venues. Let's, let's assume that there are three venues that don't exist. There are still six venues that exist. So PBH, at that point, could have said, I will honour six of the acts who've been booked into these nine spaces, and I can't honour the other three. Perfectly easy to do, but he didn't do that. But he's honoured the bookings of loads of them. There's 50-odd acts he, he have ad- got their bookings. He, he could have honoured the bookings of, of 100% of the people in those six spaces, and instead, he, he's not honoured those. OK, one thing I would like to... Another thing I'd like to point out. People keep talking about a compromise. OK, a compromise is a middle way reached by two parties, or more, who each have kind of equal standing. In this case, they don't have equal standing because Peter Buckley Hill did, does actually have a legal contract done the proper way, and Freestival don't. They can't compromise. All that can happen is they could ask Peter to help them. I am, I may be wrong. In fact, I probably am. But uh, I think if, if Freestival hadn't continued to say, oh, you know, we're the good guys, we're the good guys, we're the good guys, we're the good guys. Oh, well, here's a compromise. They are not in a position to offer a compromise. There is no compromise. What they can do is say, or what they could have done, was say, yeah, all right, we screwed up, we jumped the gun, will you help us? That's not saying we are offering Peter a compromise. They were, you know, you understand? It might just be semantics, it might be legalities, but, you know, that is the way the venue cookie crumbles. And, my God, is it crumbling. All right, so... This is difficult to talk about. Okay. You started it! <laughs> I'm very happy to talk about other things. The idea of splitting the venue... My evening with Brendan Burns. The idea of splitting the venue into two, with Freestable having nine or six, but Freestable having half, and uh, the Free Fringe having half, that's not a compromise. That was agreed and accepted and acknowledged by both sides in March. That was agreed, acknowledged, accepted by the Free Fringe in March. Then why... Now, 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 now Peter Buckley-Hill may not know it was accepted on behalf of the Free Fringe, but it was accepted by the Free Fringe in March. The fact he doesn't know what's happening in his own organisation is another matter. No, we can't talk about that. <laughs> How could it possibly have been accepted by the Free Fringe in March and Peter Buckley-Hill not know? And still not know? You tell me. And where's the proof? It's on my computer. <laughs> then I think, John, there's no point in, uh, you know talking like this if you're not prepared to, you know, shit or get off the pot. If I don't see this proof in your next blog... You can see it after. If I don't see this proof in your next blog, I shall assume it doesn't exist. And I don't think that's that's too harsh uh, uh, a position to be taking. You can see it afterwards. So you had a good good night, did you? With a, with a, with a comic. <laughs> but when you say night... I want to see... I want, no, 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 no. Evening. I want to see it... On your blog, your increasingly prestigious blog, or I will assume it's, it's, it doesn't exist. It's not my place to put it on my blog, but that's, that's a complication. Well, whose place is it? The people who supplied it to me. Uh, uh, you, you've gone all coy now. I have gone all coy. It's unbelievable. You are turning into a girl in front of my eyes. Yeah. First of all, you're twizzling your hair and whatnot. Now you've gone all coy and giggly. 
Well, that's what comes to spending an evening with Lewis Schaefer in the dark in a, in a theatre. Oh dear, why did you spend an evening with Lewis Schaefer in the dark in a theatre? We got tickets for Jackie Mason. <gasps> was he good? He, he was 83. Uh, no, he was OK. His, his timing was slightly off, so the, so the gaps between some of the routines were a little too long. But he, he's been doing those routines. They're all new material, supposedly. He's been doing routines for ages. So as, as people, but we, timing is the essence of comedy. If his timing's off, he was shit. No, no, Why the, not just say he was shit? No, no, no. no, no I wasn't saying that. The, the timing of the routines were OK. The, the, the gaps between the routines were slightly odd. What, when they kind of wheeled on the oxygen machine and Pretty revived much, yeah, him? Yeah. Right. No, no, he was OK, he was OK. Do you think, uh, but, but never, never do you think ever... there's a time, an age limit for stand-up? No. Uh, assuming you can still stand up, do you well, think they should be allowed to go on forever? Well, I saw, I saw Dolly's been going on forever, and that's just in one show. Um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I like see what you did there. Very funny. Very funny. Uh, well, no, uh, I saw Doddy about... I'm not letting him off the hook on Freestable, by the way. I saw, I saw, I saw Doddy about two years ago, and I, I thought he was past his sell-by date, but, I mean, mm. he must have been, he might have been having a bad night. Uh, everyone else I suppose it's like any good. performer, are they, all the aged rockers that are carrying on. and yeah. It's far better to leave him laughing and wanting yeah. more. Well, Lewis Shaffey, see how fitted in there? Cleverly fitted yeah. him in? Yeah, yeah. 58, 58. Is he? Apparently, yes. Well, he's wearing well. I think, well, I think so. Bit of a silver fox now he's stopped dyeing his hair. Well, see, I thought he was. I thought he shouldn't have stopped dyeing it. I thought he sh- should have kept his hair dyed. And all the girlies now find him terribly attractive for that yeah, silver so fox reason. What do you think Errol Oaken would look like if he stopped dyeing his hair? Does he dye his hair? Oh, Dougray John! I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. And uh, there, Santa Claus is real and there is a god. I thought he'd let it out. No, no, no. no, no. We must go there. We must the bits around the edges are dyed. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, Earl. Yeah, I had... Uh, she did, yes, it wasn't me. I went and did uh, a podcast did with Brendan Burns. Burns. Did, hey, I tell you, I am ruined for our podcasting, John. He has a proper studio Ooh. with, like, people on the desk and they buzz you in and he's got a technician and, it, and everything. And I got cake made by his wife. Louis Schaefer, his wife. Yeah. Schaefer has, has a radio show. Yeah, I know, I've done it. Have you not done it? I have done it. it. You have to travel, like, to the other end of the world. London Bridge. Oh, the centre of the original London. I, I, kind of, I, vaguely, <laughs> I vaguely remembered it as having been further away than that. <laughs> oh, yes, so it is. It's kind of Borough, isn't it? Borough Bur- yeah. Market, which I believe yeah. was the original London, and not really London. Yes, anyway. OK, I take that back. Good, good. Uh, but, uh, t- t- tell me about Brendan Burns. Who, who's Brendan Burns? Brendan Burns is... Um, he's a... He's a is small, but small, but uh, like he is. Is he? He's quite a short arse, isn't he? I, 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 dear, dear listeners, he, she said it. Not I me. think I of him as being soon. compact, like Phil Nickel and all that. No, I think I'm oh, more okay. Ronnie um, Corbett. Basil, no, Basil, no, Basil no, 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 we're not talking Tanya Lee Dip. Sooty. Now stop press, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Are you having enough with Tanya Lee? Ta- no. Although she's, you know, I love her little hands. Um, She, having stormed the John Bishop show... Oh, did she? Oh, oh my God. uh, Hal Crottenden absolutely stormed it. She absolutely stormed it. She was terrific. And John Bishop, a man, I think you'll agree, who knows about comedy, said to Tanya Lee's manager that Tanya Lee ought to be doing an Edinburgh show little bit late. So I was uh, chatting to her and I said, half of Edinburgh is going to be full of shows that are not where they were meant to be, so yeah, no one really yeah, knows yeah. where they are. So if you come up late, you know, kind of at late doors with a show, then you'll be in the same boat as a lot of people getting by. And the way 
Edinburgh used to be word of mouth, you know. I mean, I think good might come out of all this shit, which we're not going to go into again. Which we're not going to go into again. No, I haven't. You have. Uh, Because way of life. Because it's it's kind of thrown a lot, you know, of uh, of shows and you know the 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 timetable up in the air, Mm. Uh, and so we're going to be back to hopefully. People recommending shows, uh, one act, like uh, hopefully like bigger acts recommending. Yeah. It used to be a really lovely thing that the bigger acts would recommend shows mm. when to their kind of massive audience, yeah. uh, flyering in the street, or, you know, more more fringy stuff rather than going. Well, I've got pro, you know, I'm in the program and I've got posters, so I'll just sit there and then complain when the audience doesn't come in. In fact, Christian Tolbert did a, a piece in chocolate. Very like nice, very nice, piece. very yeah, nice yeah, piece. Yeah, yeah. He's a good guy, is Christian. He is. Uh, who do, he was nominated for an increasingly prestigious Malcolm Hardy. He was. Award. I'm talking to him, Skyping him tomorrow. What I, Skyping? Why? Or is he, he in, he's in Ireland? Ireland. Uh, and, and we can't call it all. So one of the one of the counties he's in. Uh, uh, I can't remember what I'm talking to. I never know who I'm talking to about what, because I forget by the time. Maybe you should get his uh, daughter. Ah, that's, that's part, partly that. Is his daughter? His is it 13 or 14 yeah. year old daughter uh, who who won uh, an increasingly prestigious Malcolm Hardy Award last year uh, is doing her own show, I believe. That's partly what I'm talking to. Oh my god! I believe so. Uh, She's not. No, because there's another child doing stand up. That's, Tan- that's Tanya Lee. No, no, I'm unworthy of me. I'm terribly sorry, I am Tanya Lee. So so uh, sorry. That was an appalling it was, thing it to was, say. Yes. That's an unforgivable it thing was, to it say. Was, it was. Oh my. Oh. Let's go back to Feasterwood safer. Oh no. Um, anyway, another, so there's a nine year old doing stand up somewhere. But so this, she's doing. I, I believe she's doing her own uh, 60 minute show. I could be wrong. Uh, I'll know tomorrow. I mean, uh, poor, poor old uh, Janie Godley's off. Ashley's story has been being undercut because, I mean, she did her, her show when she was 13. Now, Correct. Now, now there are embryos doing the show. Correct. But then she had a, such a long break from yeah, doing that yeah, first show yeah, to, yeah. to now when she's. Um, oh, in fact, if anybody. Unladylike. I need, I need some advice on this. I am doing, because I'm scrabbling around for paying work, I'm doing uh, a piece winningly entitled Top Ten Fringe Podcasts. Now... Does the Grouchy Club get in there? Is it fair for me to put the Grouchy Club in no, there? No, I don't think no, you can. No. No. If I thought maybe just mentioning it in the introduction. Like, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. mention... The brilliant Grouchy Club podcast, and so here are the other top ten. It's a feature as opposed to a list, is it? Well, it's a list that is a feature. I mean, you, you could actually say, and, and of course there is the Grouchy Club as well. Of course. No, I'll say it right I, I, at the top. Other podcasts are available, as you Exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so obviously uh, Brendan's podcast is going to be in there. So if anyone's doing a podcast, Janie is doing her oh, podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, five years, apparently. Five years old, her podcast is. I know. It's, it's up to 100, yeah, whatever, yes, yes. She is at... The Orange Fest today. I know, I was quite shocked. I uh, cannot believe they've allowed that. The, 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 Orange, Fest, the Orange Fest being the, like the sort of Glasgow uh, Protestant Orange March. Well, it's, it's Glasgow always used to be known as Little Belfast. Yeah. It's like Belfast yeah. without the bombs. Um, I mean, this is, you know, many years ago at the height of uh, the IRA pro- sectarian problems in uh, Northern Ireland. And the west of Scotland, not the east, only the west, has always had the same tradition of orange walks as uh, the north of Ireland has. Uh, the orange, orange lodges being 
to my mind, extreme, uh, to say nothing of unacceptably Protestant um, people who, who band themselves together into lodges. They have bands. They, like beavers. They, um, I suppose, like slightly more colourful masons. They have lodges. They do, they do. Um, and anyway, every summer, I mean, I remember my, my childhood summer being disrupted because through up the main street in Paisley and all around, there was always an orange walk with they all, especially the women who had frocks and white hats, like white straw hats and an orange sash, and they would be dragging their children with them. I wonder how the next generation turns into a bigot. Oh, could it be because mummy and daddy dragged me out on an orange walk shouting, fuck the Pope, uh, for most of the summers in my childhood? But especially the women, they all had faces that looked like they'd been chipped out of granite. I mean, talk about, you know, bulldog chewing a wasp. You just thought, I don't know what their religion is, but I don't want to have any part of it. So... We all thought, everybody kind of thought that that was fading away. And, oh, look, we're all becoming much more uh, civilised. And all of a sudden, Glasgow has, like, a, a day of, of orange celebrations. It's horrendous. It'll be the Ku Klux Klan next. I have to say, Jenny and her daughter Ashley, I think, went to see it as a sociological exercise. Oh, absolutely. She was periscoping <laughs> from it, apparently. Oh, oh, oh. Every, every five minutes I get a... And it's got a Jane in per, periscoping. Ah. So you just keep periscope going. Um, uh, the other thing I don't understand is why there are in, in Northern Ireland there are orange marches and in Glasgow there are orange walks. There uh, they're mu- yeah, yeah, they're just much more energetic in Northern Ireland. We just kind of shamble along. They, <laughs> they've got the fool marching and we just kind of... No, I've got no idea. It's semantics, John, semantics. But you're right. Like the word truth. You know, <laughs> but um, I'm just trying to avoid not not. Well, in in Janie's autobiography, no one ever really. I don't think anyone ever in, in England really picked up the sectarian element. There was oh my uh, god, uh, Scotland is yeah. so sectarian yeah. still. I'm, I mean, I mean, I don't think I'm giving anything away when I said that Janie was once booked to play Northampton. No, no, Corby. I'm terribly sorry, Corby. Now you know about Corby. Corby's full of uh, Scottish steelworkers. Mm. And when she arrived, the the bloke running the gig asked her, "Hello, do you walk or do you march?" Uh, uh, in other words, uh, do you walk? Uh, well, anyway. Yes. But it, I mean, when I, I'm assuming it, uh, it is still the case. But uh, when I was at school, oh, the schools were totally divided along Catholic Protestant yeah. lines. And when uh, <laughs> when you met somebody that you didn't know, met somebody new, yeah, no. the conversation would always go. Uh, so, what did you say your name was? And of course, if you uh, said. Mm. Um, uh, MacIver or something. Uh, well, if you, if, you know, if you said Knox, then they'd know you were a Protestant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you said Lynch, they'd know you were a Catholic. So I would say Copstick, and they'd be like, <coughs> there'd be a beat, and then uh, they would uh, say, what was it? There was, what's your name? Where? And then where are you from? Paisley. And Paisley was kind of split. Yeah. Right down the middle. Is that right? That uh, whereas in Northern Ireland they would ask you which area you came from, and it's, it's split geographically, uh, Catholic and Protestant. But that's not the case in. Glasgow, no, the, I mean Paisley was split right down the middle, so yeah. was, that's why you but get. You, but, but you don't mean it was one half was Catholic and one half was Protestant with a line down the middle. No, yeah. no. Um, just the, the, as I say, the schools were completely yeah. segregated. Yeah. Um, 
they'd say, where'd you come from? Peasley. And then they'd say, ah, uh-huh, uh-huh. what school did you go to? And then they would know, mm. finally. So I, oh, except, uh, I said Paisley Grammar, where it was just the smart kids. It was supposed to be just the smart mm. kids. But amazingly, at Paisley Grammar, all the smart kids uh, were Protestants. Amazing, isn't it? But, um, no, my best... You better, you better carry on with that. That sounds a bit dodgy. No, but I know. It, it must have been dodgy. Nobody ever thought about it then. Yeah. But um, I didn't know anybody particularly bright, it has to be said, who went to St. Margaret's, which was the, like my best, um, Roisin Lynch, who was uh, my, one of my best friends, Frida Corrieri, Roisin Lynch. Corrieri? Yeah. Italian? Scottish-Italian, yeah. There's millions Catholic, Catholic. of them. Uh, so they both went to St. Margaret's. Hmm. Uh, and I say I didn't ever meet anyone particularly brilliant who went there, but I find it extremely hard to believe that all the clever kids in the catchment area were Protestant. It's so, just too much of a coincidence. So what do you think was being done? Oh, I, I think they just didn't look at the feeder Catholic primaries. Because there was, I mean, we were segregated from the word go. I don't know whether they thought, you know, Catholicism was catching or something. Or just much, so, it's so much more attractive than Protestantism. It really is. You get to wear frocks and there's incense and you get to join in. Oh, I hate all that. Aren't I? Oh, I loved it. When I went to my first Catholic Mass, because hmm. um, much to my you, grandmother's you, horror... You're not a Catholic. No, much to my grandmother's horror, my great-aunt by marriage was a Catholic. And we went down to stay with her in Cornwall, first time, my first time out of Scotland. And uh, we went to a Mass. It was like, oh my God, it was like, like theatre. It was like going to the theatre. And we couldn't, we were sitting going, you get to join in. <laughs> and I mean, instead of a Protestant se- um, service, it's more or less, you sit there, you shut up, and the minister shouts at you and tells you what a sinner you are. And then that's kind of it. See, I was brought up Presbyterians. So it's very, very, very low kirk, and there, nothing happens at all. No yeah, technique. but you get a, the minister shouts at you. But, but no, 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 was very terribly nice. Our, our minister was terribly nice, uh, very quiet. Uh, I'm uh, amazing. He wasn't defrocked. But, but I was, I was brought up. Nobody in Protestantism or Presbyterianism is very nice. Well, well, that's, that's, got a, that's Irish Presbyterianism. You're, you're dour. Also, I have and to... convinced you're all doomed. Also, I have to say... As, to as, burn as, in hell. As a fake Scot, of course, I was brought up in Ilford, so we're talking about a Presbyterian yeah. church in, in Ilford. So, no, 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 uh, no, But, no, but no. at school... At not, pre- not worthy of the name, not worthy of the name. At, at school at Ilford, uh, we had to go across at Christmas and then do a C of E service, Christmas service, and that seemed terribly high, high church to me because there was sort of... There was incense, there was sort of kneeling yeah. down well, and well, that's it. things that's and up the and thing. down. That is the thing my grand told me. You kneel down to pray, that's it, you're a Catholic. You might not call yourself a Catholic, but you're a Catholic if you kneel to pray. Well, People kneel down just before they're beheaded by ISIS. They suddenly convert to Catholicism. No, but they're not praying. They're gibbering and probably losing control of their bowels. A detail I hadn't thought about, but I'm almost certainly true. How are we doing for time? Uh, th- 30 minutes. I mean, that's, really? That's pretty good. Yeah, but it was like 29 and a half on you burbling your way through <laughs> things that you can't mention to us or say for fear of legal repercussions about he and they who shall be nameless and possible things that are uh, lurking on your hard drive, which you're hinting at but uh, not prepared to publish. You are. You're turning into a girl. A games-playing, hair-flicking... Girly. Is that your definition of a girl? They play games? Yeah. 
you know, blokes are kind of, you're just, that's it. You're hoping that people will forget <laughs> in, in their flurry of loathing for me being sexist again, that they'll forget all your bimblings about um, the Kenny Wars. I'd just like to remind their listeners and indeed viewers that um, uh, Copsey was saying all Catholics are thick. Men- <laughs> <can't mention> it. <laughs> Uh, and if you want to, she's in Shepherd's Bush at the Mamma Beer Shire shop most, most days, uh, available for assassination. Yeah, well, I mean, if you carry on like this, I'm going to go and play with Brendan Burns. Well, I'm sure you have played with Brendan Burns, haven't Certainly, you? Certainly, he's a happily married man whose wife makes wonderful cake. Is he still a Christian? Oh, is he a Christian? Well, I, 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 I missed him at this stage. Apparently he went through a Christian phase for, oh, a, a, I believe, a short period, possibly well, a Brendan, period. he wants me to come back and do another podcast. I shall ask him on your behalf. Well, do, and then you could possibly kneel down and say things. Steady. Yes. That's, that's the end of this podcast, because uh, I, I don't know, I have no idea what's going on.